Good morning. It is Monday, September 19th, 2022, and this is DC Signal to Noise. Since we last talked, USDA delivered smaller than expected corn and soybean crop estimates. The rail strike was averted by a tentative agreement between labor unions and the railroads. Inflation in August was reported at a hotter than expected 8.3%. USDA Secretary Vilsack announced $2.8 billion of climate smart farming funding from the CCC and the Cyclones. The Cyclones won their third game of the season to head into Big 12 Conference play at 3-0 for the first time since 2012. Jim Wiesmeyer, Pro Farmer Policy Analyst. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. It's always how you end. You know that, but you got oh, yeah. to begin good too. That's right. That's right. You know what? The, the Cyclones have actually ended seasons fairly well hmm. over the past four years. Okay. It was the start of the season that was killing us. We'd wow. lose a game that we no way should have lost. And then we, of course, then we'd lose the game to the Hawks. And then we'd go on a winning streak in the big 12 conference. And it just, uh, so this year, at least we've got that clean slate yes. as we get into it. Going ahead. That's right. Welcome to you all. Glad that you are with us. I'm AgriTalk host, Chip Flory. Now, we want you to be part of the conversation today. There is a comments tab on your main screen someplace. Good morning, Egg Bull. Good morning, Melody. Good morning, Adam. Glad that you guys are here. Uh, that's where you ask questions, uh, make comments. We will try to make that part of the conversation as we, as we roll through the issues this morning. Now, first things first, I want to look back at a couple of things, Jim. Sure. And... Uh, uh, you know what, this one isn't actually looking back, but I think it's, it's high enough on the, the global priority list that I feel like we need to start with it. Funeral services for Queen Elizabeth are happening right now. And, and, uh, it, what a, a fitting, what, 10 days of, yes. of recognition. It's, yes. it's uh, really incredible. And the line, I think, got up to five miles. I'm not quite sure yeah. to see her. So what a what a turnout. Yeah. You know, and for world leaders, Chip, it's almost like a United Nations meeting right there. Right. Right. Um, it, it's like 500. I, I don't know how we can even get to the to that kind of a level and run the security that's required for 500 global dignitaries yeah. to be in attendance at this thing. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, last week we had the vote. I'm, I'm sorry. We don't have the vote yet. The vote is going to happen, I believe this week, but the tentative agreement between the unions and the rail workers, uh, I said it on Friday. I'm going to say it again right now. Uh, tip of the hat to labor secretary Walsh. He stayed at the table until there was an agreement. Yes. And also to Biden on this one. Yeah. Uh, some sources that I believe uh, said he banned the phones and, and uh, he's been close to the labor you know, union people throughout his entire career, Chip. Now, yes, the voting begins Thursday. And a lot of people tell me it'll go into October, Chip. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the during the vote, though, as I understand it, the tentative agreement means that there won't be any work stoppages, that they will continue to work until we know the results of the vote. 
Yes. And even if there yeah. were a strike there, there, I think there would still be a 60 day cooling off period. At least that's what some people tell me there. So you're going past the elections before this becomes a huge issue if if they do vote it down, Chip. Right. OK. Um, something that we did not get a chance to talk about on Friday because we just well, it was a bit of a, a short and free for all on AgriTalk. But we didn't talk at all about the border, but I feel like we need to, Jim, because it has been such a a, a blow-up issue uh, after DeSantis uh, chartered the planes, flew some, uh, some immigrants from Texas to Martha's Vineyard. It's, I, I hate, hate, hate the fact that these people are in the position that they're in to begin with and crossing the border. Um, I'm not saying that I don't want them here. I'm just saying that it's such a terrible situation for these people to be in. I, it, it breaks my heart to see it. But to be used this way is also discouraging. But for the level of attention to be raised to where it's at at this point, the tactic worked, Jim. It did, and primarily for not only the lawmakers in town, including uh, the person responsible uh, that uh, you know for the you know border security, at least at the White House level, or you know vice president, yeah. uh, but also in the uh, more liberal bent media, they've had to cover it, Chip, uh, yeah. because of the bus situation and the city mayors complaining in in D.C. Uh, and uh, and elsewhere. So yeah, it it definitely uh, yeah worked. It's just, but we just have bald faced lies. I, just, I cannot sugarcoat it from the vice president and and the press person uh, in at the you White House. Care. Yeah, this border yeah. is not secure, and it and no. Americans know it. No, and and I mean, some of the people. I believe it was at least one of the immigrants outside of Vice President Harris's home that said the reason we're here is because Joe Biden said the border is open. Yes. And it's clear they gave the signal. They gave yeah. The signal. Yeah. Um, when were, when will there be enough, uh, political willingness to actually do something about it and change laws that bring some order to what is happening at the border. We have to see the results of the November 8th elections. And if it's a slap on the Democrats, you know, uh, that will at least raise the opportunity chip and there will be a window there into maybe the middle of next year before we get truly true immigration reform, maybe not on a major level, but agriculture would be involved. There are the votes for there for, for ag immigration, you know, reform. Uh, so uh, what we have to see the results. And as far as those election results, history shows the race is narrow after Labor Day. And that's what's happening. Yeah. And now you're seeing in the major media, should we believe the polls again? Are they falsely now signaling the Democrats are, are rising? So now we're all into that time frame. Yeah. Okay. Um, another story from last week that I it, we're going to continue to hear about it because Secretary Vilsack, USDA Secretary Vilsack, 
is traveling to Colorado. I'm not sure if it's today or sometime this week, but he's going to talk more about the climate smart farming initiatives that are being funded with a total of $2.8 billion from the CCC. Uh, full with disclosure. More to come, Chip, that yep. was, there's 700 or 750 million more dollars in, in right. another installment. It's three and a half billion dollars. I mean, we're talking a lot of money here. A yeah. lot. Yeah. Uh, full disclosure on this one. I just, uh, Farm Journal is on the list of recipients. Farm Foundation. Through, yeah, through the Trust and Food Foundation. Yes. Uh, and, and we can talk more about that and what the, what the project entails later. I don't have all of those details in front of me. But uh, uh, ranking member Glenn Thompson of the House Ag Committee is not very happy with the CCC dollars being spent this way. And I think I agree, Jim. I totally agree. It's okay. not that the funding for these climate right. policies is, is a right. Not right. at all. There are some very worthwhile, you know, programs. So hopefully they will succeed and we're going to get interim reports, which I always like. You don't want to wait until the very end. But this is raising the funding of the Commodity Credit Corporation uh, Charter Act to a new level. And the need to uh, make that total funding uh, beyond the current $30 billion maximum. But the administration, especially uh, you know, Vilsack, is using it as a go-to yeah. funding mechanism. That's why some of us call it the ATM machine at USDA. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think this is going to be a major debate in the uh, upcoming Farm Bill, and it should be, Chip. Yeah. Now, interesting, there are some linkages here, Chip. He, uh, Vilsack has said, no, don't worry, there's there's enough funding left in the CCC for its traditional purposes, you know, farm program payments, et cetera. Now, if my sources are correct, there's about $3 billion uh, that uh, is left from the uh, ERP, the Emergency uh, Relief Program. So I don't know whether he's tapping into that or, or not. Uh, and that's also, if it's not, that may limit the amount of funding USDA really thinks that they need for uh, 2022 crops and livestock mm -hmm. disaster aid. All this is tied into this, Chip. But bottom line, again, this is such a funding mechanism that it needs the light of uh, fresh air and a look into by the Farm Bill participants. Right. Right. Yes. Total agreement. Total agreement. Okay. Uh, regarding EPA and the reset, the RFS reset, any first things first, EPA Administrator Regan is saying a lot of what we like to hear as biofuel proponents, supporters. Um, I just don't know the timing on when the announcements are coming. Any idea? Well, in November, as far as 2023, they do have a special oh, date. I want to say yeah. November 16th. Yeah, that's right. But that's, that's right after the election. <laughs> now, I'm not saying there's any, any, any foolery going on, but I will feel more confident for EPA Administrator Michael Regan to say the same thing after the election that he's been yes. saying before. Just yep. trust and verify. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Um, 
let's go to a couple of things that happened over the weekend and president Biden was on 60 minutes. I'm not, I I think the interview was conducted on Tuesday of last week. Yes. Early. I believe it was, uh, he had a couple of missteps again in, in what he said, Jim. And, and basically he said that, that the U S will defend Taiwan with troops if it if Taiwan is attacked by China. Yeah, and you text me on the phone when he yeah. said that, and I go, oh, just wait, they'll clarify. Yeah. They, they clarify. Now, this is what I would add, Jeff. <clears throat> this is at least the fourth time right has done this. I'm sorry. Once or twice, maybe, but not four times. So this is by design. By design. Well, I don't think it's the right thing to do, but... Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> it just seems so strange to be sending messages to Chinese President Xi Jinping the way that that he has decided to do it. It just uh, it blows me away. Well, we got a question from yeah. Carl. Is there truly leftover money from ELRP and ELP? The uh, ELRP is the livestock uh, portion. Phase one only paid out 75% and phase two hasn't begun on ERP. Uh, that is a fair question. And I'm trying to find that out. All I know is that they they have $3 billion <clears throat> outstanding for the, uh, you know, for those programs. So, but I don't know the total remaining beyond that. Okay. Right. You okay. Know, uh, uh, we'll try to find that out. Very good. Very good. Uh, so there, in in this in the sixty minutes interview, there was that faux pas, and then he, when he was talking about, uh, you know, he he said that they have reduced the debt, not that they've reduced the deficit. And even to claim that they've reduced the deficit is a bit disingenuous because of it was would be reduced from you know an inflated level because of COVID. If you can't cut it from that, we've got bigger problems going forward. Um, it, it just and Jim, the thing that bothers me, I think the most about it is. I know that there were people sitting around watching this going, oh, isn't he wonderful? Look at what's happening here. And it's just the level of deception and misleading comments that were made in that interview is startling. It's a narrative and they're going to, he will continue. It's an election year. It's an election year and it's worked. They usually tell you what, they're going to do and the, he did during the yeah. presidential campaign that's now, right the wall street journal has an editorial so it's an editorial but they're saying look what the democrats are telling you they will do if they uh, win both if they continue to control mm-hmm. both chambers they will get rid of the filibuster for sure okay if they get uh, uh additional seats in the Senate to offset sometimes centrist Joe Manchin, who I like to say now, sometimes centrist. And uh, I thought it was a typo when I read your comments (laughs) this morning. You need to hyphenate that. I will always say sometimes (laughs) centrist. I will hyphenate it. Yes, it should be hyphenated. But you you get my drift. Yeah. Democrats in the White House are signaling clearly what they want to do. And it won't be good for crude oil. You know, 
Uh, it won't be good for some other initiatives, and they'll spend like a, a, a you think they're spend happy now. Yeah. So that's what the kind of the editorial is saying, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you said it won't be good for crude oil. Is that because they oh, want to continue to drain the SPR? Well, yeah, they'll continue. You know, there were eight Democrats last week who sent a letter to Biden saying we want more. Yeah. You know? uh, no, they'll just continue to either the attack. Delay or yeah, permitting. They'll they'll make sure that uh, their early agenda in his first term was to de de emphasize in a dramatic way the crude oil production. Right. Okay. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was out and about again over the weekend. This time she was took a delegation to Armenia. Is that right? Yes. The highest level official uh, ever there. Uh, so she's going for the history books, Jeff. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what the goal was on this trip. I mean, when she went to Taiwan and other in, in Southeast Asia, you knew what the goal was there. Uh, with this, I'm not exactly I'm I, I'm not up on it. Well, the, it, the pointing fingers at the operation are the lack of in their country. So okay. that's kind of why she's taking the high ground. Okay. Uh, anything to make of the uh, any updates on on the Russia's uh, invasion of Ukraine? Yes, a lot. Now, you had a couple of countries last uh, week, uh, you know, you had Putin meet uh, eyeball to eyeball with China's leader Xi Jinping. And I think I said on AgriTalk Friday that it's clear now that Putin is the junior partner in their yeah. best friends forever, because uh, China is starting finally to ask some questions, and they don't like what is happening in, in the situation. India has also raised concerns and Putin actually addressed them, Chip. So you can see the pressure he's he's facing. And, uh, and the European Union now is going after one of its members, Turkey, and making, I mean, charging them billions of dollars to make them come around to a more stated position, even position on the war in Ukraine, Chip. So we had a lot of developments. Now, uh, Ukraine continues to uh, recapture ground that Russia, yep. uh, you know, controlled uh, initially. Uh, now there's going to be a lull, uh, but Ukraine's president said, "Don't don't misread that. They're they're you know regrouping." He asked for more uh, powerful weapons from Biden, but Biden is hesitating because. I guess of a pledge that he made to Putin that uh, it won't be as a certain category that could conceivably go into Russia, Chip. So, yeah, we have a lot of developments. Grain continues to come out of Ukraine, not in a in a, in a big fashion, but but uh, it 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 is continuing. Okay, very good. Adam jumped into the conversation on Armenia and said that Armenia is, was a sponsored state of Russia. And Russia is perceived as incredibly weak right now. U.S. is stepping up to provide counterbalance to China. Like that's, I, I like I it. Disagree that you know, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, you've I've said before, Chip, on AgriTalk especially, uh, this is a proxy war. Yeah, 
This is yeah. a proxy war with, uh, you know, with Russia. And uh, yes, this shows you if we continue, if we just don't cut and run, yep. uh, that we do need to have a balance to uh, China. Right. Sure. Okay. Let's take a look at the week ahead here. Uh, I'm, I'm jumping to Wednesday when we get the announcement from the Federal Reserve on what they're doing with interest rates, Jim. That's that's close to the top of the list, if not right at the top. Yeah, and but, but they're easily going to increase 75 basis points, Jim. Mm-hmm. The wild card would be a, a 100 basis points, but it's unlikely. But it's what happens at the beginning of Fed Chairman Jerome J. Powell's presser uh, that begins at 1.15 Central Time. What remarks will he make for additional increases yet this year? And will he say anything about when they just stop uh, increasing? You know, mm-hmm. so uh, it, it's his comments now that that the that the traders and the industry yeah. will really focus on. Right. Right. Well, the last opportunity for Powell to make any comments was following Jackson Hole and he came out decidedly more hawkish than what the marketplace expected him to be so I would expect that that he's going to continue that that uh, that attitude going into the meeting and and in his presser following the meeting oh here's uh, where it could get ugly chip if you're historic we've never had uh, a, a time frame in which the eventual Fed funds rate, when they started increasing, uh, was below, was not below the rate of inflation. In other words, we're going to go close to 5%. Yeah. The Fed funds rate, and we've got yeah. a ways to go. And uh, that's key. And also, that will be ugly, dude. It, it's going to be ugly. I mean, I have, I watch a series of people who, over the years, who've been very good on the US and world economy. And some of the most upbeat ones are really getting negative right yeah. now. Not the ones that usually show up on MSNBC and the Fox Business. You know, they 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 pull all the you know bad news bears when when they need it for yeah. that day. But look at the inflation. The White House emphasizes the rather dramatic downturn in gasoline prices. I acknowledge that, but look at your electricity cost and also uh, the food cost, food of which cost. we know a lot about. They're going to continue to go up in certain categories, Chip. So, and think about the crude oil. Uh, I mean, the oil use in New England in the winter here. You're going yeah. to see so much pain. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're not well out of the, not out of the woods yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I can't, uh, I, I can't stress enough what, what we're doing in the country by allowing our stocks to be as low as they are at this time of the year. Uh, we've, it's a global market. I get that the highest price being paid was in Europe as they were rebuilding their stocks. I am not suggesting, I am not suggesting that we put on any kind of export cap, but I am suggesting that the market needs to wake up and put some incentive in place to keep those those distilled stocks here and build up stocks now. Uh, <laughs> what happens if we get a couple of storms? 
Oh, my goodness gracious. We're going to see diesel prices just uh, – it scares me. And the diesel prices never did come down to any no. considerable degree. No, no that's right. That's right. Uh, okay, we got to get we got to get a, a continuing resolution done to keep the government running after October one. What's going to be the progress on that? This well, week? they're discussing and discussing as they usually do. The key is what to add on to the number one. There won't be a shutdown of government. Number two, uh, they'll punt the ball. It'll be just a stopgap spending measure going into the middle of December. That's called a lame duck post election, you know, session of Congress where they'll have an, a, a major omnibus spending bill of which the ag disaster will be part of a total amount uh, to be determined. So, but they're going to cuss and discuss this week. The key chip is which, what additional uh, topics will be added onto it? Because if they're sensitive at all, it won't make it. Now let's connect some dots here again. Yep. Please. Uh, um, Biden told uh, Scott Pelley on 60 Minutes that COVID is basically over, although we still have work to do. What does that mean to the $22 billion the White House wants for additional COVID aid? That means they will get zero or very little because you've got the president saying, well, it's really over now. So. Yeah. Uh, that's wow. how you got to read some comments on that. But again, we're eventually going to get a CR, you know, Congress, they'll go down yeah. to the very end. There'll be grandstanding plays from lawmakers on both sides of the, of the aisle. So, but it's coming. Okay. Uh, Senator Markey from Massachusetts says that he opposes attaching the environmental streamlining provisions to the CR. What that's are the permitting. environmental Streamlining provisions, permitting, permitting, okay. and and you're going to need uh, and uh, uh, Chuck Schumer, the majority leader in the Senate, Democrat, New York, uh, knows that he's going to need more than a few Republicans to get that thing done. Good luck, even though uh, the vast majority of Republicans want permitting, but maybe not as that vehicle, Chip. Okay. Uh, you already mentioned that the ag disaster is going to be in there. What are the ag disaster will be in the yeah, omnibus bill? In the omnibus, the I'm CR, sorry, not yeah. in the continuing resolution. Okay, so staying with the CR for the Food and Drug Administration user fees. Yeah, what are these? It just sounds like another tax. Well, it is, and I think it, there, there must be one now because I think it expires at the end of December. So I cannot see Republicans wanting to go along. User fees is a tax to Republicans, so yeah. that's one we'll, we'll, we'll have to monitor. You always get a surprise in some of these CRs and omnibus spending bills. So uh, yeah, one can't rule out anything at this time. Okay. Uh, what what? You've, you've got a mention of school meals as something that might be attached to the to the CR. What is that about? Always funding for more funding. And also okay. they want to make it universal again. Yeah. I remember when now this goes back a long time. You probably <laughs> weren't under this. I remember everybody uh, when we went to grade school, we got a school lunch free. And only later did it come in where you had to pay far if you were at a certain income category yeah um, to make it universal yeah we had the punch we had the punch cards hmm. you know okay. and i 
Good grief. What it, it, I think it was, uh, I don't want to say how much it was because I know I won't be right, but it was, it was pretty doggone cheap. 35 cents, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I that number that was in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, now that won't even get you a Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, besides temporarily funding the government, uh, Steny Hoyer says, that there are some other things that they want to get done, policing and public safety, restricting members from trading stocks and data privacy. Those are three really big issues that Hoyer wants to see addressed. Yes. And Pelosi has also said, because she's with her uh, husband and their stock buying, she yeah. said that it will be done on, on, on the stock uh, uh, element. So all eyes are her on her uh, on that one. And the other two are much needed. So let, you know, let's hope that's the case. Okay. Although um, they don't have many days left in the house. No. I think I wrote what seven. And they was, might, they, and then many. there's, and then there's two weeks, weeks for the public. Senate in October that might be cut back to an abbreviated to allow time for campaign. Yeah. So, so, you know, Congress works one of both ways, very slow, usually very fast in a crisis. We're getting into the crisis stage. Right. Okay. What is the uh, a vote on an update of the Electoral Count Act? Well, oh, that's the one where there's trying to get a compromise uh, uh, to make sure w what happened during the last presidential election, uh, uh, you know, doesn't happen again. To make clear uh, what happens in the procedure okay. to wh where it can't happen again. Okay. Yep. And, okay. and I, there's bipartisan support for that. Yeah, there is. Okay, it depends good. on the language again. Now, I know Susan Collins. A uh, centrist Republican from Maine has been working on it in good faith. So uh, I think it's needed. And uh, two, I, I, I think it just well, well may, it may happen. But you, again, you have grandstanders uh, yeah. uh, uh, on, on this issue. So it, it could be pulled back at the last second. Okay. I just found the schedule here. House members have only seven legislative days left on their schedule. Senate is scheduled to come back for two weeks, mid-October, but it looks like that is going to be canceled. They Stabenow may ask that Senate comes back to, yeah, to work through some of the judicial nominees that are out there. And speaking of nominees, Alexis Taylor, is uh, looking at a nomination for Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Ag Affairs. That is a position that we've been watching for to get Very filled nice. for two years. Yes, a good person, wide bipartisan support. You just wonder why it didn't happen before, but it's coming. So, okay. and, and they need help. Clean Water Act hearing um, tomorrow. Uh, that one caught my attention. It's... Uh, the Clean Water Act at 50 highlights and lessons learned from a half century of transformative legislation. Yeah, that ought to be interesting. I'll right. just wait for the transcript. Yep. And a right to repair hearing is being held on Wednesday morning. Uh, legislative and budgetary solutions to unfair restrictions on repairs. Sensitive issues, as yep. you know, from, from calls coming into uh, AgriTalk. I'm telling you, that's an, a third rail uh, issue amongst uh, <laughs> 
That's some right. barbers. And, you know, interestingly so, I know we're, we're running right at the time. Yep. I see a comparison between the, the lack of uh, available electric vehicles now. They're hot right now. You can't yeah. get them. You yeah. can't get them. To more than a few farmers have emailed me saying they're, they have waited well over a year for their new farm equipment. So right, well, we, we, we have a similarity there. Exactly. Okay. Jim, as you mentioned, we are out of time. So we're going to continue on today on AgriTalk this morning. Machinery repeat. We could talk about the uh, right to repair there with, with Greg Peterson and Brooke Miller. Brooke is the president of the U.S. Cattlemen's Association. Uh, it, it, president Biden signed a biotech uh, uh executive order at the start of last week the u.s cattlemen's association is a little concerned about some of their some of the issues in there and dan bossy from ag resource company is going to be my guest this afternoon so we'll get a good update on what's going on in russia and ukraine there from and from- ask Ask my good friend Dan about Pakistan's wheat production. I Pakistan's he, wheat production. Pakistan's exactly. wheat production and what it means, Jeff. You you know how to ask questions. He's been watching that. I've been told so, and and I totally respect his analysis. Right, right, excellent. Have a great week, everybody. Keep watching for those signals. 